Welcome back to the Mansfield Chamber of Commerce. And this is our final book summary on how to sell anything to anybody by Joe Girard. We've already discussed the introduction all the way up to chapter seven. And we're just really going to finalize um, the overall aspects of the book here. Um, this is a uh, final summation. And here's how this report basically can help you grow your business and make more money no matter what kind of product or service you're selling. I really like this book. I recommend you read through your own copy if you have the opportunity. But I know so many of us are pressed for time and it's uh, sometimes easier just to put it on audio and listen to it while we're walking or driving down the road. Um, but I hope you enjoyed the book review and the summary of it and some of his Gerard's sales secrets. And whether you sell cars, appliances, real estate, tools, services, if you're a doctor, lawyer, whatever it is, this book summary can help you and your business grow and help you become the salesperson that you are meant to be with the benefits of a fulfilling income. So here we go. Rule of sales number one, remember that prospects are human beings just like you. No matter what you sell or who you're selling it to, it's important to remember that prospects are regular people just like you and me. People are naturally skeptical and anxious about doing business with someone new, but if you can overcome your customer's initial fear and take away some or ideally all of the risk in doing business with you, you've got a much greater chance of making the sale. Understand that the victory, the moment you get the sale, should be an experience that's good for both people involved, both you, the seller, and the buyer. We talked about that earlier on. Selling should be a win-win for everyone involved where you benefit by getting paid for the products or services that you provide. And your prospects get the benefits of those products and services as well. Everybody's happy in the end. All right. So rule of sale number two. This is Gerard's Law of 250. We talked about this in uh, the second uh, edition. But so Gerard's Law of 250, uh, we covered how he came up with this concept um, pretty extensively. But here we go. People talk a lot of... of other people about the things they plan to buy. And Joe Gerard realized early on that he wasn't just selling to one person at a time, but that the people he sold had fr sold to had friends and family that he could sell to as well if he took good care of them. He considered this the most important lesson you could learn from him. Over time, uh, he learned that everyone knows 250 people in his or her life circle important enough to be invited to a wedding or to attend their funeral, from which he developed the law of 250. So he asked, can you afford to have just one person come to see you and leave unhappy and unsatisfied? No, you can't, because each person affects so many people around them. Okay, if you have more questions about that one, go back to uh, where we talked about that law of 250. So rule of sale number three, get them on the Ferris wheel. So Joe Gerard learned quickly that most sales don't happen immediately, but it takes time for your marketing to show results 
and for people to get the place where they know, like, and trust you enough to buy from you. Trust is the big one here. You are constantly planting seeds, but it can be like a bamboo tree. You may not see anything out of those seeds for a while, but once they start to sprout, they grow fast and spread quickly. I use the bamboo tree as an example because bamboo trees take up to five years to actually produce anything visible. Just like a Ferris wheel, it keeps turning, and when one person gets off, the next one gets on, and they tell each other what a great experience it was. The process continues until the wheel makes it all the way around, and then passengers start getting off so that new passengers can get on. So he says, no matter what you sell, if you'll spend some time each day filling the seats on the Ferris wheel, you will soon have a line of people waiting to be sold. Overall, he was expressing the importance to continually market. So you always have someone in your sales pipeline or on your Ferris wheel. Put everyone you can think of on your Ferris wheel. All right. Rule of sales number four, everybody can be a bird dog. So what's a bird dog? People who send other people to you, that's your bird dog. They go out and they bring them in. Pre-sold customers are the best. So Gerard learned early on that satisfied customers are the best bet for future sales. That's why he said, I guard my card file of customers practically with my life. Referrals from satisfied customers are the best prospects that one can have because they come in pre-sold. They're already sold on you. You don't even know their name yet. When it comes time for them to buy a car, I've got to be the very first person, practically every single one of those thousands of people I think of. So if they've bought before, they're your best prospects now. Keep coming back to you if you keep reminding them, yes, they will. Keep reminding them you exist, but doing it in a nice way. Your job then is to keep your name in front of your customers. Personalize mail, greeting cards, birthday cards, Christmas cards, New Year's Eve cards, their kids' birthdays, whatever it is. If you know how long they've owned the product, do you know that it's going to expire? This is great information. When salesmen would complain about bird dogs, here's one of the things. Uh, he, one of the salesmen said, he started giving out cards a month ago and haven't gotten a single sale. Gerard's response was, just be patient. You've planted the seeds, just keep on planting. There will be plenty to harvest. Powerful words there. Rule of sale number five, get prospects to know like, and trust you. I think I said in the very beginning of this, trust is super important in any relationship. Probably the most important sales lesson that I've ever learned, and one they never taught me in college, is that people buy from people they know, like, and trust. Joe knew this a long time ago, though he said, I believe one of the most important determining factors of a sale is, does the prospect like trust and believe me? If I fall to develop the, fail to develop these attitudes in a prospect, chances are I've also failed to make the sale. Uh, so what can you do to help prospects come to know, like, and trust you? Honesty is the best policy. He really has an entire chapter on this. He says, this is not a law or a rule, just something you work and live by. 
Be open and honest in all that you do and try to find some common ground with your customer. Find a way to relate to them. Remember, they are humans just like you. Joe would pay close attention to the cars his prospects drove into uh, the dealership and notice things like bumper stickers, sports equipment uh, that indicated what hobbies or what people enjoyed uh, what um, or what causes they supported. And he always tried to engage them in small talk relating to those interests. Now, if it's not cars, you're going in their office, what's in their office? Take a quick scan, look and see, have a conversation about that. Lastly, he wrote, I'll give up the chance to make a couple of hundred extra bucks in exchange for the chance to make a friend. His example here is the guy um, who was about to write a check in the full amount. And Gerard says, hey, Take $250 and I'll throw in this extra thing, whatever it was. I'll just throw in this extra thing as well. He's grateful, the customer. He wins, the customer. You win, the customer. And it was honest. Um, rule Before we go on rule of sale number six, if you ever just want to read a chapter on this one, The Honesty is the Best Policy, he has some pretty funny stories about... Um, it's stretching the truth. It's still honest. But, uh, you know, being on the customer's side. Rule of sale number six. Find out what prospects want and then sell them that. Sell them what they want. One thing Gerard always made a point of doing well was finding out what a prospect's needs were and then selling them the car that took care of those needs. This makes sense, right? Hard to do sometimes. Upon learning that a prospect had a wife or kids, he wouldn't try to sell them a two-seat sports car. He'd show or sell them a station wagon or today a minivan or an SUV. Uh, it can be tempting. This is where the, the difficulty can come in, especially if you've got to meet quotas and financial deadlines and things like that. It can be really tempting at times to steer prospects to the, pro to the product that makes you the most commission at the moment. This is not where you build trust. Without giving real thought to their needs, but a customer who doesn't get exactly what they want is much less likely to come back and do business with you again. Remember, we're building a Ferris wheel. So they're not going to do business with you again in the future or send their friends and family. That's the law of 250 and to do business with you either. Um, sales secret number I number seven. Here we go. First impressions and fit the part. Look like you're their type of guy. Now, he was writing from an earlier standpoint. So he does mention in the book, he uses guy and salesman a lot, but he's talking to everyone. Ladies, look like you're their type of person. You need to fit the part. It's interesting that he says, be clean. Yep, even this is an issue. I see it today. We expect salespeople to fit the role of what they are selling. Uh, if you're going into industrial manufacturing, you're probably going to be wearing jeans um, if you're, or, or something like that and not a six-piece suit. Having a comfortable office but not too comfortable is important. Keeping toys or balloons if they have kids. Not hanging controversial things on the wall, office wall as well. Uh, the funniest part of this is uh, the following scenario. Um, he said, once in a while, somebody will admire the shirt I'm wearing. And he said, I like to wear colorful polka dotted sports shirts. And I'll say, 
oh, you like it? Here, it's yours, and I'll start to take it off. He wants them to know that if that's what it takes to make them happy, then he'll do it. He even kept an extra shirt in his office just in case they took him up on it. This may not always be the best scenario, but the thing that matters most is that you know your customers. If not by name, at least by style and type, then you too will be able to disarm them when you and win the war. And these are the first moments of contact that you help them get relaxed, you help them overcome their fear, get them to um, get them from the start, and they will stay with you. And that is your goal. So we did six and seven and eight, and here we go. We've got the secret number nine. Do what you do best and get help to grow your business. At a time when Joe was selling over 600 cars a year and getting burned out from spending so much of his time on paperwork and office chores, he credits his accountant with an idea which helped him to sell more even more cars and make more money while reducing his stressful workload. This idea is actually rather simple, but one that can transform your life if you take it and use it yourself. And this is it. Here it is. Focus on what you do best. Pay other people to do the routine work for you and do what they do best. In Joe's case, he loved talking to people and selling cars to them, doing paperwork, not so much, returning phone calls sometimes, mailing out greeting cards, not always. He could provide the information and he paid other people to do it for him. So here's some final thoughts. (laughs) This is probably one of my favorite parts of this, and not because it's the last chapter, but because it says, In the last chapter, the title is, There is No Last Chapter. He says, I genuinely love, um, he simply exclaims, there are no secrets. There is no magic. The process of successful selling means endless use of your mental resources. So that's part of it. This is that Ferris wheel. It goes around in a circle. It's never ending. Like the Ferris wheel, the process just goes around starting over and over again. His big secret, if he had one, he says, anybody can do what I have done. Joe tried to make a friend of every prospect, whether he sold to them or not. You don't have to twist anybody's arm or tell lies to make a good living in this selling business. All you have to do is use your head and plant enough seeds and fill enough seats If you do it right, you'll be able to make a fine income and live with your conscience. So my final statement, I really believe that people can change their lives because I changed mine, which is his final statement. So I really believe that people can change their lives because I changed mine. Remember, go back to where he came from, what he did, what he pulled himself out, the messages he was telling himself, and there you have it how to sell anything to anybody. Hope this helps, and I encourage you to read it if you have the time. If not, just refer back to this summary as a tool. All right, until next time.